Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know what? I, I'm all the way from Sydney, Australia. And it might sound strange for me to come up here, but I want to quote you. You've heard the very, very well-known first verse of the American National Anthem. But this morning, I wanna read out the fourth verse. And as I read out the fourth verse, I want you to take the principles that are contained in it into your life, into your family, into your church, into your city, and into your nation. Here it comes. Fourth verse, O thus be it ever, when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation, blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation, the power. What power is that? The power of Almighty God. Then conquer we must when our cause, it is just. And this is our motto, everybody. And the Star Spangled Banner in triumph shall wave. O the land of the free and the home of the brave. The home of the brave. 3,000 years ago, a man named Joshua stood on the banks of the Jordan River. He had been a slave in Egypt and together with three million of his people, he had walked through the wilderness and now stood at the boundaries of the land that God had promised him. And as he looked out over that land across the river, he realised there were seven nations greater and mightier in numbers and military might than the people of God. And he thought, is it possible? Can God bring us in to the land that He has promised us? Can I just say to everybody here this morning, God has a land for you. And it's, yeah. And there's a, there is a geographical land this great nation of the United States that has many enemies that seek to destroy it. And God's people must stand together and reclaim the land that God has given to them. The land of the free, but to be the land of the free, it must be 
the home, the brave. And Joshua's standing there looking, thinking, can we do this? And he thinks maybe we should go back. And he looks back at the wilderness. And in the wilderness, there are the bones of 1.2 million men and women who left Egypt, who left slavery with, with great hope in their hearts. And then due to lack of faith and due to fear and unbelief, they never made it into the place that God had for them, a land of victory and a land of abundance. And as we were, I was driving here this morning with my beautiful daughter, Summer, I felt God speak to me and say this, it's not outside enemies, external enemies that will stop you entering into your promised land. It's not the seven nations that are gonna, they're not the problem. The biggest problem is within us. We have the Spirit of God within us, but also there are fears, there's doubts, there's unbelief and there's anxiety and they're fighting, they're contending and trying to stop you from being all that God has called you to be and doing all that God has called you to do. But like Joshua, we need to be men and women of God who are gonna lead our families, lead our families into the land of the free and the home of the brave. Can we give Jesus a big hand this morning? Right now. Can you just lift your hands? I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna get around the Word of God. Right now, I want you to lean in. The Bible says this, God speaking, if you draw near to me, I'm gonna draw near to you. So lean in and draw near to God. Father, right now, open our eyes that we might see something wonderful in Your Word. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church and open our hearts to receive all that You have for us, God, in Jesus' mighty and wonderful Name. Speak to us, God, for Your servant is listening. In Jesus' Name, everybody said Amen. Amen, God bless you. Grab a seat, yeah, yeah. God bless you well. It is great to be in San Marcos this morning. What a great, great church this is. And uh, I am just so looking, and what a great service. The 11 a.m. service, wow, this is where it happens. Okay, now, I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Joshua. If you've got it on your devices, turn there right now, follow it through with me. If not, just look at it on the screen when the Scriptures come up. But you know what, God, there's Joshua standing there. And he's got a big act to follow. You know, Moses, the greatest leader apart from Jesus in all the Bible, who had led Israel out of captivity in Egypt and through the promised land, received the Ten Commandments, designed and seen the tabernacle built. He had just passed away. In fact, it says this in Joshua 1-2, God speaking to Moses, sorry, to Joshua, God speaking to Joshua, He says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River 
into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Verse five, no one, everybody say no one. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then he says something profound. He, he, he just gives them some very, very basic instructions here. And this is what I want us to hear and receive and begin to live in our everyday lives. He says this in verse six, be strong and courageous. As I said at the beginning of the message, the greatest enemies aren't without. The greatest enemies are here. See, the 1.2 million people who died, they weren't defeated in an external battle. I'm just thinking about this now. They weren't defeated. No one defeated them in the wilderness. They defeated themselves. They allowed fear. They allowed anxiety. They allowed lack of faith. They allowed sin to rule their life. It was an internal battle that they lost that prevented them from being the people that God had called them to be and living in the destiny God had called them to. And so there's an antidote to this particular snake bite. And it's being brave. It's being brave. And can I say this? God can't do it for you. God will bring you to the land. And God will, Jesus comes and He dies on the cross. And the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the of their testimony. Jesus sheds His blood. You speak out the Word. Now, my, my mentor and leader back in Australia, Pastor Phil Pringle, he, a great man of God, he said two incredible, and I've been listening to him preach for over 40 years. He said, he said two incredible things. The first one was, Mark Saundercock, you're hired. That's the, mo- the wisest thing he ever said. Okay. And then the second wisest thing he ever said was this. This is what he said. God moves. Then you move. God moves. Then you move. Often his people are waiting for him to do what only you can do. There's, there's certain things that only he can do. Only he can save you. That's his job. But your job is to be brave, to take the promises of God and apply them to your life and live out all the plan that God has for you. If you believe it, let's give the Lord a hand this morning. You gotta be brave. Turn to your neighbor and say, be brave. Three times, In Joshua chapter one, he says, be strong and courageous in verse six. And then in verse seven, be strong and very courageous. How courageous do you need to be? 
And then in verse nine, have I not command you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And there will be plenty of reasons to be afraid. When you open the mailbox and you're attacked by that evil nation, the Billites. Anybody been attacked? You know, you've heard of the Amalekites and the Hittites. Have you ever been attacked by the Billites? And we can be afraid and we can let fear come in. You go to the doctor's surgery, you can be afraid. But he says this, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So God says to Joshua, be brave. Right at the end of this chapter, God's people say to Joshua, be brave. Verse 18, right at the last part of the verse, all the people say, only be strong and courageous. Come on, Joshua, be brave. And prior to this, the last words that Moses spoke to Joshua in Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 31, and, and he said this in verse seven. He said, be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, et cetera, et cetera. And then right at the end of verse eight, he says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor discouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Joshua, be brave. God told him three times. Moses told him. The people told him, be brave. Now, I wanna give a message today on the importance. If you wanna live in the land of the free, it needs to be the home of the brave. <clears throat> Anybody wanna live in freedom? Anybody want, I tell you what, you see, I used to live in a personal land of slavery. I got saved in the 1970s. I know this will surprise you, but I wasn't born a good person. I know that'll, that'll shock you. My wife was born good. Well, she was, in, she was brought up in church. Anybody see that movie, Jesus Revolution? And that happened in the 70s and, uh, and my wife was inside looking out at the Jesus Revolution, all these hippies. God saved, thousands of hippies got saved. Not, not just in the US, in Australia, New Zealand. I was in New Zealand, in South Africa, right across the world. Thousands and thousands and thousands of young people were swept into the kingdom of God. But I used to live in slavery. Slavery, just in fact, I used to persecute the Christians in the Jesus Revolution. That's what I did at school. I used to persecute them. And then one day, I had an encounter with God and it totally changed my life. And I've come out of slavery. <coughs> Praise God. I've come out of slavery and I wanna enter into the land that God has for me. And so I wanna give you four points and four principles on how, on why you should not be afraid and why you should be bold 
and why you should not live in fear. Do you know millions of Americans today are living with anxiety, depression, and fear? 42.5 million suffer from anxiety disorders. And there may well be people here today suffering from anxiety disorders. And we're gonna, at the end of the service, we're gonna be praying and seeing people set free. And people just struggling with fear, being set free and being brave. Every year, 19 million Americans suffer from specific phobias. 19 million. Now, can I just say, I have a phobia. Now, I live right next to the ocean in Australia. We've got some beautiful beaches there. And I love to go swimming. But it's strange, every time I go swimming and I'm just, I get out of my depth and I'm swimming around, music from a 1970s movie begins to start. And this is how it starts. It goes, dun And I'm sort of, I'm, where did that come from? Dun dun The theme from the movie, Jaws. And I start, and seriously, this is me. I'm swimming in. And I'm, 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 I'm feeling stuff. I'm, oh, oh, I'm trying to get out of the water. Dun-dun. And the music's getting faster. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. Oh, how do I get out of I saw that movie in 1975. I'm still struggling with it. And there's people here, we've all got, hey, listen, there's stuff going on in all of our lives. We're all human beings, but we need to be brave and overcome that in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, we can be brave. We should be brave, number one. And this is, if you just get this, it's enough. And it is because God, is with us. Look at Joshua 1.9. Let me read that to you again. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I'm just thinking about this now. There might be an issue at work and you're struggling with it. But God's with you wherever you go. You go to work, God's there. You go to the sports field, God's there. You go to college, God's there. You're driving on the roads, God is there. God is with you wherever you go. The Bible says this, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Second Kings, chapter six, and there's, there's the great prophet Elisha, and he's, he's sleeping in this walled city, and a servant comes down and, and grabs him and shakes him and says, Elisha, get up, we're going to die. And he says, what's the problem? He says, come up quick. And he comes up to the walls with a servant. And the servant says, look, and they're surrounding the city is the, are the armies of Syria commissioned by their king to come and kill Elisha and everyone that's with him. And there's chariots, there's horsemen, there's infantry surrounding the city. And, uh, and let me read it to you in 2 Kings 6.16. And Elisha begins to speak. And he says, and this is, can I just say this? This is what God wants to say to you this morning. Don't be afraid. 
And I'm looking, I'm just noticing this now. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. And this will be a point that I'm gonna speak on later on. We need to have prophets around about us. We need to have God's people around about us that when we're struggling with our stuff, as all of us do, we can have a friend who's gonna come and put his arm around us and say, don't be afraid. God's with us. Everything's gonna be fine. It's gonna be, look what he says here. Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The King James says, there are more for us. Listen over here. There are more for us than there are against us. And, 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 and the servant goes, what's he talking about? You're crazy. And you know what? And this is what happened, needs to happen to all of us, to our kids, to our neighbours, to ourselves. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord. I'm thinking about this right now. Our eyes need to be opened to see the spiritual reality that surrounds us. And, and it's, that's not to be in denial. We're not gonna say, oh, there's no armies. No, no, there is an army. No one's against, yes, there are people against you. No one wants to destroy this country. Yes, they do. We're not in denial, but what God wants us to do is to have our eyes open to the spiritual reality and not just look down. Guys, can you be with me this morning? Can you lift your eyes and begin to look up and see the reality of God? And it says here, Open his eyes, Lord, they may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills are not alive with the sound of music. The hills are full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha, all around you, all around your kids, all around your family, all around your church all around your city, all around your nation, there's more for you than there are against you. Let's give Jesus a big hand. Come on. Come on, everybody. Whoa. Come on. I mean, Romans 8.31 says this. If God is for us, who can be against us? And I'd reply, only the devil, all the demons in hell and all the people on earth. But with God, you are the majority. Oh God, wherever you're going, wherever you are, God is there. And he's, I just say this, I'm thinking about this right now. God is not only with you, God is for you. God's for me. God's for me. If you're for God, He's for you. If you're with God, He's with you. God's with you. We can be bold. We can knock off right now and go for coffee, but I've got a couple more points. Can you, can you just bear with me just a couple of minutes? All right, okay. All right. We can be brave because God's with us. And we can be brave because His Word is with us. 
his word. Joshua's going, God, I need some heavy artillery. And God says, I'll give you some heavy artillery. He says, I need some power here. We're gonna fight all these battles. God says, I'll give you more power than you could have believed was possible. He says, oh God, I need some Apache attack helicopters. I need some Abrams tanks here. I need, God says, listen, I'm gonna give you something. I'm not gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you something better than all of that. And here he gives it to him in Joshua chapter one and verse eight. He says this, we can be brave because his word is with us. And he says this, keep this book of the Lord. Sorry, of the law. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Now listen, he said, I'm not giving you a tank. I'm giving you something far more powerful than that. I'm giving you the Word of God. Now we heard from Pastor Michaela. She is going through her Bible reading program. And I, can I just encourage you, it's not so much and that we get through it. It's that it gets through us. But sometimes you just need to tick those boxes. Have you read the Bible today? Have you prayed today? And listen, guys, just to get the Word of God into you. Now, for the last over 20 years, I've read the Bible in its entirety every year. So I'm chipping away at the moment. I think I'm in First Chronicles at the moment. I'm chipping away right now. And so that's what you do. You see, this book of the law, um, what do you do with the book? You read it. None of this is rocket science. Just read the Bible. You see, God, Jesus, people say, oh, Christianity is so hard. Listen, you think it's hard? Being a sinner is hard, right? Being in the world's hard. Being a Christian, Christianity is easy. Everybody say it's easy. Jesus said this, my yoke is it's what is it? It's my burden is light. It's easy. You know what? Because someone like me who dropped out of college, who had a dead end job, who came from, who was probably living on a street called Dysfunction Junction. Okay. I can succeed. And if God sets you up not for failure, God sets you up for success. All you gotta do is read the Bible. So you read the Bible. This book of the law will not depart from your lips. You read it and you also need to speak it. Everybody say speak it. You see, the world wants to speak into your world. The world wants to speak into your life. It says, you're a loser. You're not gonna make it. You're a fluke. You're an accident. You evolved. You came from nothing. You're going to nothing. There's no purpose in life. That's what the world is prophesying over you, but the Bible is prophesying something completely different over you and your family and your community and your church. It says, I've got a plan for your life. You're not an accident. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before the beginning of creation, God saw you, it says in Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. He has predestined you 
from the foundation of the earth to be conformed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. You are important. You are loved. Oh, you, you, you're, you're a pathetic sinner. No, 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 no. You're accepted. You're loved. You're forgiven. Oh, you're just hopeless. No, no, no. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. Not so much that you have the righteousness of God. It says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what the Bible says. That's, and you need to begin to speak that over your life. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the, of their testimony. What are you speaking over your life? What are you speaking over your kids? Oh, you feel unloved? You feel that, hey, no, no. God, what does God say? I've loved you with an everlasting love. He says, you're the apple of my eye. First time when God wakes up in the morning, the first thing He sees, you, of course. And God does not have a plan for your life. Ooh. Jeremiah, is it 78 or 79? 29, 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. God does not have a plan for your life. He says this, I know the plans I have for you. He doesn't have a plan. He's got plans. I know the plans. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. God doesn't have a plan for you. He's got plans. He's got plans for your finances. He's got plans for your health. He's got plans for a ministry where you can serve God in the house of God. He's got plans for you so you can have a functioning family and love and life. God's got plans for you. That's what the Bible says. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth or lips. Meditate on it day and night. Blessed is the man. His delights in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of living water. Bears his fruit in season. Everything he does prospers. If we can just meditate and think about, not just read it, not just speak it, think about it, pick it apart, put it back together, brood over it. It's amazing. And then he says, so that you may be careful to do. Now, how many people in this room want to prosper? How many people want to be successful? This one verse, Joshua 1.8, guarantees success and prosperity. He says this, meditate on day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous. Then you'll be successful. How can you succeed? How can you prosper? Read it. Speak it. Meditate on it and do it. Not just the good bits either. The hard bits, the bits you don't want to do, but you're going to do anyway. Do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous. Then you'll be successful. We can be brave because we've got the Word of God. We can be brave because His people are with us. Not just, hey, God's there and that's awesome. And his Bible's there, that's awesome. But you know what? 
Sometimes I just need a big hug. Come here. Come here, mate. Come on. Come on. Give me some sugar. Give me some love. I'm not getting any at home. That's why I spend so much time at church. FYI, the first word of the Lord's Prayer is, everybody say our. It's not my father. It's not your father. It's, turn to your neighbor and say, particularly if she's cute, and say, we need each other. (laughs) Come on. You've been praying for that opportunity, guys. Come on. His people are with us. You know what? If a wolf's looking to attack the flock, he doesn't attack the 99. He attacks the one that's isolated by itself. Sheep don't have anything going for them. They're not fast. They can't squirt ink out their butt if they're attacked. They haven't got armour. They can't, you know, they don't, they haven't got wings that they can fly off or talons or big horns. Sheep have only got two things going for the Lord's my shepherd. We're the sheep of his pasture. Sheep have only two things going for them. The shepherd and each other. You, you need to be right in the middle. You need to be snuggling up with all God's people and hanging out with the saints of God. Yeah, that's where you need to be. Surrounded. The Bible, actually, you know, in, in, in the Pentateuch, it talks about fire from heaven came and all those people who were sinning. It said, burned up those on the outskirts of the camp. Don't be on the outskirts. Don't be sort of, oh, I'll just come once a month. No, no, no. I'm going to be in the men's prayer meeting. I'm going to be in the connect groups, the small groups. I'm going to be in church every Sunday. I'm going to audition for the church productions. Come on. Have you heard me sing? I am awesome. My mum says I sing really well. I'm going to surround myself with God's people. I'm, I, I'm here at this church till the wheels fall off and the seat covers fade. I'm going to be here. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Christianity isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. 1.2 million adults left Egypt and failed to enter into the promised land. But that's not going to be you. That's not going to be you. That's not going to be you. That's not going to be me. I'm going to enter in and be all that God is for you. So I'm going to be brave. Okay. See, Joshua had learned this lesson, go on the journey with people from Moses. See, Moses, strangely enough, paradox here, he was the most solitary man in the Bible. He spent 40 years in the wilderness with just some sheep. That was it. That was all the company had for 40 years. And yet, when he's in the wilderness, now with the people of God, the Amalekites are attacking. Joshua's fighting the battle. He climbs the mountain to pray over the battlefield. And as his hands are lifted up and he's praying, the battle is won. But in the heat of the day, when his hands begin to drop, He begins to get tired. The battle starts to be lost. But Moses, the most solitary man in the Bible, 
did not walk up the mountain alone. He took two friends with him and they sat him down on a rock. And the Bible says, who is a rock but our God? And Moses, sorry, Aaron on one side and a guy called Hur on the other lifted up his hands and stood with him when he went through the trials in the heat of the day. You know what it's like. And can I say this? I'm not being weird. Please accept where I'm coming from. It's not enough to have God. You know, and I'm not, please, I'm not I'm trying to be crazy. We need people. God has created us for community. God, if you're a member of this church, you stay in this church. You come here every week with your family. You bring, even if they're kicking and teenagers, kicking and screaming, bring them along. Sit with your friends and worship God together and go on a journey. Amen. Okay. We, we, can, we can be brave. Bravery is contagious. You know what? Bravery is contagious. Caleb stood with Joshua after the, 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 after the 10 spies came back with a bad report. And he stood there next to Joshua together. And they said this. He said this. And the 10 spies said, we can't do it. There's giants in the land. We can't do what God's called us to do. And Joshua and Caleb said this and. Numbers 14, 8, if the Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the people of the land. We can devour them. King James says, they're bread for us. We're gonna eat them alive. He says, he said, Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of anything. Trust, and you know what? The people said, no, we're not gonna enter in. So they weren't defeated in a battle. They were defeated in here. And then God said, you know what? He said, all these people, these 1.2 million, they're not gonna make it. Just over the page in verse 24, He said, God says, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Hang around with people who have got a different spirit. They've got a a spirit of faith. They're brave. They're bold. They're courageous. They say, we can do it if God's with us. And he has. He said, Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Listen, it's not even about you. It's about your kids and your grandkids. It's about the generations that are to come. When you're making this, you built this beautiful building in San Marcos, you know what? It's not about you. It's, there's a seat next to you that's for the person outside who's never encountered Jesus or is away from God right now. That's where this church does not exist primarily for the good of its members. It exists for the good of its non-members. Come on. Take a friend. Take a friend. And we can be bold. Last point. Because His Holy Spirit is with us. It's 
Zechariah chapter four and verse six is one of my all-time favorite verses. And it says this, it's not by might. And it's not by power. It's not by your own ability. It's not by your own charisma and your own gifting or your own hard work, although all of that's good. It's not by might or power, but by my, it's the Spirit of God. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. But it's interesting, if you look at it in context, the previous verse, verse six, sorry, sorry, 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Or the King James says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. That is the Spirit of God that is in you and that is on you and that is on this church and awaken worldwide. That's it. Look out, Pastor Jurgen. It's worldwide. Look out. That'll upset him. Fortunately, he's not here, but that's what's gonna be happening. But anyway, okay, but look at the context. Look at, how can we make that happen? Look at the previous verse, verse six, 2 Timothy 1, 6. And Timothy struggled with anxiety and fear. He was a young guy, been mentored by Paul. He said this, for this reason, Paul says, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You know what? We need people of faith to impart what they've got to us and our families. Even Joshua, and I'll finish on this verse, right at the end, just prior to Joshua 1, in Deuteronomy, God begins to speak through Moses to Joshua. And he says this, sorry, in Deuteronomy 34, 9, now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. And Moses took what he had and he imparted it into Joshua. And Joshua stood up and led the children of God into the inheritance because he was filled with faith, hope, love, and bravery. Guys, how many people want to live in the land of the free? In here and out here. You will if it's also the home of the brave. And what I'd love to do right now with Pastor Michaela and the team, I'd like to lay hands on people as we worship God. And I'd like to invite people from all over the auditorium at the back, over the side, to come and stand and allow, and if you're struggling with fear, you're struggling with anxiety, or maybe you're just saying, hey, you know what? I need to stir up that gift that's been a little bit dormant in my life, or the tank's on, getting towards E, and I need to get filled up afresh with the Spirit of God today. Why don't you come? In fact, why don't we all stand right now? We're in God's presence. 
why don't you begin to come? And the Spirit of God can take us and take us to a whole new level of faith, hope, love. As Micah said, I am filled with power by the Spirit of the Lord. Look at this wonderful team we have. And I'm gonna be down here too, getting in their way and praying for you. In the name of Jesus, why don't we all just start coming? Start coming. And why doesn't everybody, why don't we all pray this together right now, everybody together, Lord Jesus, help me to be all You've called me to be. Fill me with bravery. Fill me with Your Spirit. Thank You, You're with me. Your Word is with me. Your people are with me. Your Spirit is with me. Help me, God, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing Word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.